0: This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 116. A load if you know I do this show
1: for you. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host. If he had his own cologne, he would be called Elon Musk.
0: Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and, and episodes, and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use, and one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting and they're making it even easier this is a podcast host and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories apple Podcasts, spotify google podcast etc i use it myself they've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show which is really key right just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to and buzzsprout is some of the best They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. Buzzsprout is a wonderful partner of mine and you know you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out. They're awesome. That is a creepy voice, John, but well played, my friend. Well played. Thank you all for listening in. This is Smart Passive Income Podcast, session number 116. Today, we're just going to dive right into the content. A great interview with a man named Kevin Rogers, who I met up in Seattle when I was doing CreativeLive.com for Derek Halpern's event, and uh, he's an expert copywriter with a comedian background, actually. So this is going to be really interesting, really fun. And he is going to share a lot of hooks and formulas with us that are going to help us better create sales pages and sales pitches for our businesses and our brands. So you can find out more about Kevin, and I'll mention this again at the end of the show, but you can find out a free giveaway at 60SecondSalesHook.com and you can also check out Copy-Chief.com. So let's get right into it. Let's welcome Kevin Rogers to the show. Um, Hope you enjoy. Mr. Kevin Rogers, welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. How are you?
1: Great, Pat. How are you, buddy?
0: I'm doing awesome, and I'm extremely excited because for everybody out there, Kevin and I connected last year, March of 2013, in Seattle for an event that uh, Derek Halpern was hosting over at Creative Live, And uh, just Kevin has some mind-blowing tips for you for copywriting. And I'm really excited because we haven't had a show yet. Over 100 episodes, we haven't had a show that really... Dove deep into, or that dives deep into copywriting, and so I really am excited for everybody out there because obviously, um, copywriting is quite essential when it comes to doing online business. And 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 the stuff I remember from what you talked about is just uh, I it's this is gonna be awesome. But first, Kevin, why don't you just introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, wh- what is it that that you do? If somebody were to come up to you on the street and be like, "Hey, Kevin, what do you do?" What, how would you respond?
1: Yeah, well, I usually don't say copywriting because people just think I'm a some kind of lawyer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows what that means, right? Uh, so, what I tell people when they ask me what I do is, I say I I help people who have good information to share um, reach a lot of people and and share it. And nice. if, if they're more interested, I tell them that I help people make millions of dollars selling information products.
0: <laughs> right, which <laughs> uh, you do. And and so you have a number of clients who you help with copywriting. Like like, what are the types of things that you're helping create copy for?
1: Yeah, so for the last year, I've been focused in health and fitness a lot more. Wellness, um, natural health. Uh, one one a new client is Dave Asprey with Bulletproof Coffee. Mm, yeah, I'm a customer of his. Okay, great. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I'm earning back slowly what I've spent with them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, they're a great organization. A lot of cool people over there. Uh, I also work with um, some of the great, you know, fitness uh, workout and health guys online, John Rowley and um, and guys like that. And um yeah. So I was just at um, CHS, Michael Fishman's event, and was there with Food Babe mm. and a, a lot of amazing bloggers and people who are just really, you know, uh, finally breaking through with the, the the message that there's better ways to treat ourselves and we don't have to, you know, accept what's in the grocery stores. So uh, right. there's a lot of exciting energy in that, in that space right now.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I mean, at in particular something I'm very focused on right now in terms of diet and health. I've already, since switching my diet, seen a lot of Beneficial things happen in my life in terms of being more focused and being more energetic. I just finished my first half marathon, actually, or actually my second half marathon. My first one I ran last year in a time of 210. This time I beat two hours, which was my goal, which I didn't think I could do. And I think a lot of it was because of just the fuel I've been putting in my body. But anyway, we're not here to talk about holistics and health and all that stuff. We're here to talk about copywriting. So I think the big question is you know, a lot of people don't feel like they can do it or Maybe they expect that there is some simple formula. Is there a formula for good copywriting out there?
1: Yeah, there are formulas. You know, there, there's no one-size-fits-all uh, everything. But um, I've been able to cobble together some really effective formulas. I, I, I might have a bit of a knack for that, Pat,
0: I've discovered
1: <laughs> along the way. Um, I don't like any more than anyone else to sit and face that blinking cursor on a blank word screen. It's very intimidating. Uh, so I'm constantly after little hacks to to get started, you know, just, uh, you know, get get the juices flowing. And once you do that, copy, if you've created your product and you put a lot of passion into your product or your service, uh, then you have everything you need to sell already in your head. The The hard part is getting it out and getting it in order, right? Mm. So that's what I've focused on for my own, uh, purposes. And, and now I've begun sharing with others uh, little ways to get started and then sort of the order to put things in so that it, so that it converts.
0: So tell us, how do we get started?
1: So the, my favorite way to get started is, uh, this is a good test. If you wanna know if you have all your information that you need um, to to sell a product. And what I do is I, I start having a, a conversation uh, with who I picture would be my most bitter, cynical, uninterested prospect. Mm, okay. <laughs> so I sort of create, and I, I just have them ask very snarky questions, like, oh, great, what's this, another another X product, just like a 100 others out there. And then I'll say something like, oh, actually, I'm glad you asked. No, it's, it's a little different because of this. And and I'll just have this conversation and I'll write it out almost like a journal entry. Mm-hmm. And what I find is as I get in the flow of that, um, I'm I'm telling this cynical, you know, imaginary prospect all about the benefits of the product. And I'm actually seeing how they might respond and ask different questions and it's a cool thing to do because there's no pressure on it you're not actually writing the copy that's going to see the light of day it's sort of like a a, a, a warm up exercise but when i do that a lot of times great copy comes from that and next thing i know you know 20 minutes into this exercise i'm actually writing really decent body copy that ends up in the final product
0: right so that's really interesting because when you have a sales page or when you're promoting something at any point online you know people aren't going to want to buy it right away they're gonna have to be shown that this is something that is worth their time and is worth the value that you're sharing and so i think having a conversation with a bitter prospect is perfect i think that's a great way to think about it are there any um you know so, so just write all that down and you'll see over time that you'll have some good stuff that you could potentially add onto a sales page
1: yeah you're basically um you know writing out what, what can turn into Benefit bullets, you know, like bullets are really essential part of copywriting. I think if somebody could learn just how to write bullets, they they'd have a big head start because bullets often become great headlines or subheads or great subject lines in emails. So you know, um, study bullets whenever you see them on good sales pages, and really think, okay, what's being said here? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, bullets are are everything. A, A lot of times. Uh, you could have you know a nine page email or a um, sales page and it just could be that one bullet that makes the sale because you're like wow I've got to have that or I've got to know what that is right
0: mm-hmm. now speaking of nine page sales pages I mean a lot of us especially in the space that I'm in are familiar with those incredibly long copy sales pages which are just you know you scroll down forever <laughs> and initially we're like does that actually work? I mean, yeah. does it? Is that is that what you do for your clients? You create these long sales pages? Or what, what is the, the main goal?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the goal is to sell, obviously. And the, the argument for long copy is that it can't hurt. As long as people know how to buy, how can there be a problem in, in telling them too much, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you could also argue back that, well, when I see uh, – you know what, I'm scrolling, my finger gets tired from scrolling my mouse through this sales page, I think this, this has to be complicated because there's so much information here. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of ways around that. Um, you, you write subheads in a certain way that are, if you just read the subheads of a good sales letter, you can pretty much get the gist and, and get the pitch in that form. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is sort of market specific too. For instance, in the finance market, uh, they're voracious information seekers. So people will actually read every word of those incredibly long uh, sales pages and sign up, what they're signing up for is more long, uh, you know, sales pages because they're usually signing up for a newsletter, Mm -hmm. which means they're going to get even more uh, words on a page, you know, monthly or weekly. And, you know, when people like in that market, just love information they're information hounds uh you know imagine and you have to realize a lot of people come to an offer when they're in pain you know if they if if pat if you are uh told that you have a you know a new um you know illness or or somebody you love is facing an illness that you've never heard of before, you're gonna do a lot of reading over the next few days right mm-hmm. uh so it really depends on the degree of pain and, and, you know, fear that somebody is in. So, you know, that's why it's important to give good information in your copy. You know, there's been a great movement towards, you know, value-driven, you know, education-style sales copy. And I, I, I'm glad for that. It's not, you know, certain markets, you're just going to see all the hype and all the crap. But, you know, in, in the markets that really do well, like natural health and holistics, you see a lot of teaching going on. And and right. that's the best kind of copy. Well,
0: that's good. I mean, that, that was something I was going to ask you about is, you know, understanding that people are coming to buy things out of pain or hope or whatever the case may be. Where do you draw the line with the words that you say? I mean, because you could easily... You could easily say things that you know are going to help make a make a purchase, but might be a little bit of a, a white lie. You know what I mean? It's like, how, where do you draw that line? How do you know what to put in your headlines?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, again, it's it, it depends on the marketer. I mean, right, you know, right. one thing you have to consider is your reputation overall, and that usually uh, stems from your ethics, of course. Like so, if I
0: if I were to have a sales page selling a product that said. Buy this product now, and you're going to make a million dollars by next month. Like that would be an obvious,
1: yeah, well, misalignment. You know, for instance, you know, you do an amazing thing, and you post your income, which is a, a, a amazingly transparent. Uh, and but you're not saying to somebody, "Hey, this is what you could be making if you did exactly what I do starting next week, right?" Mm. So it's all about context and being transparent and honest. So um, yeah, it's just, you know, people know when they're tricking people and when they're not. Uh, And, you know, a a good guy to watch is, you know, anybody who's been in trouble with, you know, uh, alphabet agencies, you know, the government can just crush you anytime they want. If, If they don't like what you're doing, even if you're not necessarily breaking the law, they can they will just bleed you dry with lawsuits if they if they think really think you're up to no good. Mm-hmm. And so look at guys who have gone through that and how they market themselves now and there's a that's a really good lesson in how to be <laughs> very careful about being ethical and saying the right thing because their customers now not only the people they're trying to sell their products to but it's the it's the alphabet agencies who are watching them very closely.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Um, Is there Any certain people or maybe a list somewhere that we could look at for that? Yeah,
1: I don't think it's any secret that Frank Kern uh, went through through some of that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Frank has done an amazing job of marketing with great transparency. I mean, what Frank does instead of, you know, putting his legal disclaimers in eight point type hidden somewhere in an email, he leads with it you know, his third or fourth paragraph will be something like, let's, you know, let me just say immediately that you you absolutely will not make that same $180,000 that I made last month. In fact, you could very well lose money if you try this. Mm-hmm. However, and, you know, you just go, wow, okay, well, that's out of the way. It doesn't make me want it any less. Right. <laughs> it's just that this guy's being really honest about it. And, you know, I, I, I'm, glad he's out there doing that Uh, a lot of guys you know just disappear when they go through uh legal troubles or have to learn tough lessons and they just go hide and and you know sit on whatever money they they could you know keep from it sure um but guys like perry belcher and and frank kern are good examples of guys who you know took their licks um right or wrong suffer the consequences and and came back even stronger
0: yeah no that's very interesting and good point Okay, so we have our starting point, and we have maybe a number of different uh, things on a mind map that we might want to make sure we include on a sales page. Where do we go from there?
1: So, where do you go from there? Is um, you well? That's where I would start bulleting. You know, if you say, "Okay, I've outlined my product," then I start to, for instance, let's say you have a training series and you've got five videos. Uh, what I would do is uh, go through each of those videos and stop the the tape every time I get to a a very useful piece of information. And that's what I would turn that into a bullet. So for instance, I, you know, it it might be, um, you know, a four minute section where you talk about the the, um, place, you know, how you, the best way to get traffic to your landing page right now. Mm -hmm. And so you you know, think about, okay, what is it, what is it and what is it not? Uh, Great bullets often come from what, what things aren't because people find relief in, um, you know, maybe they've, they've tried, you know, say Google AdWords and and that didn't work out. And so, you know, an interesting bullet could be, you know, the new, the new hot place to get very inexpensive traffic. Um, And, you know, in parentheses, hint, it's, it's not, uh it's not google adwords or bing or any of the other search engines or something like that mm-hmm. and um and so if you just go through your entire product and write bullets every time you you know uh put out a very useful piece of information suddenly you'll have the foundation for what is your sales letter um, you'll not only have the great bullets to to talk about each module that's in, say, an information product, but like I said before, you're probably going to get a really good headline out of, out of one of those bullets.
0: Sure, yeah, and we'll get into headlines in a little bit because, you know, all of us online, whether we are blogging or even on social media, we're creating headlines, stuff that people read and scan through, and we have to fight for their attention to create some sort of action like clicking through to then read that article or whatever the case may be. Um, right. Okay, so turning everything into a bullet. Now, I, I remember when we were in Seattle, you talked about something called the KLT formula. Are we are, right. are we there yet at at this sure. point?
1: Sure, we can be there. Yeah. Okay. This is it's it, it's use is a little different, but I, I mentioned landing pages and um you know, the, the the thing that's so important is that you make a connection, right? There's so much, like you said, there, we're all fighting for attention. There's three things you need to make happen when somebody encounters you for the first time online, and that is you need to um, get attention, and then you need to make a connection, and then, of course, you need to inspire them to take action, whether that's opting in for something or actually making a purchase, and... Uh, when you make in order the connection is the hard part it's sort of easy to get attention you could use what you know we call in copywriting a pattern interrupt and you know actually steal a good example is you know you you stop by huffington post to read one article and next thing you know it's 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 thursday and you're you've read about every celebrity problem <laughs> in the world because you couldn't resist you know eight celebrities you never knew were related right uh, you had to click on that and so those are all like curiosity-driven headlines. Um, and it's easy to sort of grab people's attention, but it's what you do with it after that. So the connection is the more difficult part. And the KLT formula that I created is a four-part formula that tells your story in a very concise way. And in, in, KLT stands for Know, Like, and Trust because what the formula does is immediately establishes no like and trust with somebody who may have only met you seconds ago through a video.
0: Yeah, and this is this is incredibly important because obviously when people arrive on your site or they go to a landing page or maybe they're on a sales page, you have a very very short period of time to you know, grab people's attention and, and yeah. like you said, no like and trust, you how do we how do we make this happen?
1: Yeah. By the way, the the new study is the human attention span is now 8 seconds. Uh, we beat out by the goldfish at nine seconds. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, keep that in mind. And so I call this the 60-second sales hook. And it comes from, Pat, I did stand-up comedy in my 20s. I spent about a decade touring all over the United States working holiday and lounges and comedy clubs and nightclubs and college campuses. That's and- awesome. Yeah, it was really fun and um, worked with you know great comics who are now house- household names like Chris Rock and Louis C.K. and all these guys. And um, what I discovered about myself was I loved performing, but what I really loved was the writing part. And so it makes sense that I'm a copywriter now. Um, and so when I got into copywriting, I started to think back to my joke writing. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was still doing a little of both. And I was starting to see all these parallels between the two. Um, like you said, for instance, we have to get attention quickly. You know, when you walk up on stage in Dothan, Alabama, uh, it, it's a, it's a <laughs> military town and they've been serving dollar pitches of beer for three hours before the show starts. Guess what? Your cutesy opening joke Isn't quite going to grab their attention. (laughs) You basically have to open with what you would close with in a real club, you know, (laughs) and then figure it out from there. (laughs) So you you learn as a stand up how to win attention in tough situations, and uh, and then you know, then it's about being market specific. You know, Uh, who's out in the crowd, who are you talking to, how are you connecting with them? All these things cross over. So I discovered a very particular joke formula. And I transferred it to marketing. And it works perfectly if you just change the last part of the formula. And and I'll tell it to you now if you'd like. Yeah, please. Okay, so the formula goes like this. As a joke formula, it goes like this. It's identity, struggle, discovery, and then surprise. Because as we all know, jokes are funny because they catch us by surprise, right? So uh, great This is the joke formula that you'll see often after I teach it to you. You'll you'll start to recognize it all the time. And what I found is this is the formula that comics go to when the stakes are their highest. Uh, Mm -hmm. The stakes are never higher for a comic than when they get on their first national TV spot right? So, you know, it's your first Fallon spot. It's your first Letterman. Um, Ray Romano's career happened because his first Letterman spot was so good that Dave signed him to a development deal and they created Everybody Loves Raymond. That's so cool. And so, Ray is famous for this formula. So so identity, struggle, discovery, surprise. Here's a great example. A, a, A comedian named Karen Rontowski in her first Letterman set opened with this joke. She said, my kids were so bad in Walmart today that I pulled a fly swatter off the shelf and smacked them with it and the second the fly sweater the fly swatter hit their butt, I realized I don't have kids, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great joke and you, if you think about fun. it, how much did we just learn about this woman in about you know 19 seconds right yeah. we learned that she you know it doesn't have kids um she's uh, annoyed just as we are by crazy kids <laughs> in walmart and all these things so we now have this this connection we feel like we can relate to her to yeah. her and we know where the set's going to go from there she's established her persona
0: right
1: and so you could see you know identity uh, struggle discovery which is the swatter, and then the surprise is they're not even her kids so, in marketing, uh, you just change that surprise to result, uh, which is a relief because, you know, we can't charge marketers uh, with being clever all the time and using misdirection to surprise people into, you know, um, taking action. Right. Misdirection and is bad. Exactly right. We, we don't want to be tricking – what we're trying to do is establish trust, right? Right. And, you know, we trust a comic to surprise us and make us laugh. But what we want as marketers is to say, here's how well this worked for me, and I'm going to help you try to do a, get a similar result. Sure. And, and so what, we, what people want to know from us is what was the result. So for marketers, it's identity, struggle, discovery, um, result. result. And so um, I, I'll use one that I actually wrote to prove that how easy this was. I actually wrote one for my dog. Uh, my dog, Jesse. And it's, uh, oh, and by the way, you have to add the call to action at the end. Okay. Um, because, you know, obviously you that's, you want people to take action. So uh, picture my dog, Jesse. Uh, this is her KLT hook. Um, uh, hi, uh, my name is Jesse. I'm a one-year-old miniature beagle from Florida, and this is my family. And I show a picture of us. When I first moved in with them, I struggled terribly with intramural bladder alleviation, or what humans call peeing in the house. Every time this would happen, the humans, especially the tall, bald one, would get weird looks on their faces and yell things like, no, 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 Jesse. It was happening so often, it seemed like they had changed my name to damn dog. All I knew was what made me feel really good was clearly upsetting the humans. Something needed to change. Then I discovered a really simple trick I can do whenever I feel an IBA coming on <laughs> that magically causes the front door to open and gets me a free walk outside. Now I never have accidents anymore, plus I get more walks and the humans never freak out and yell strange words at me anymore. To discover how you can learn this same simple trick in as little as one day, just tap on the button marked, show me your trick, and you'll get free instant access to my special report, how to End IBA Accidents Forever and Double Your Walks Overnight. I'll smell you there. Nice. <laughs> and so you see it's the same exact formula, just just stretched out a little bit. I mean, you feel like you know my dog now.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool. I, th- I think um, identity, struggle, discovery, the result being that there were no more accidents and then the call to action was to click on that button below. So this was as if your dog was actually, had a sales page to help, other dogs have right. a, uh, you know, have this ability.
1: Exactly right. Yep.
0: Oh, that's super cool. So if we go to any sales page or any sales page that we think is good, we can sort of see this formula.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I see it everywhere now. And I actually um, have a blog where I do what I call the hook of the week and I not only do ones that I help people tweak and rewrite as examples, but I, I, in fact, I recorded one on my iPhone today from a TV commercial, Mm because I'll be walking through the house and hear a commercial in the background, I go, oh, there's the KLT. Um, In fact, this is the, it's the same formula when when, um, Weight Watchers paid Jessica Simpson $4 million to be their new spokeswoman, Mm -hmm. Um, this is the formula they used in her commercial. And there's an example of that on the site as well. And it follows it perfectly, except in Jessica's case, the uh, result was the cliffhanger, which I thought was brilliant. She said, you know, I'm gonna do my best and we'll see how I do. So now you're following a ra- along on this ride, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you will definitely start to see it everywhere. And uh, the the places you don't see it, you'll also immediately recognize, a place you don't see it very often for instance, is in a corporate mission statement, right? You know, those are terrible. They're, <laughs> they always, are. they're always so ignorable. They just annoy you, right? And the reason they're so bad is because they're not, it, there's no story there. They're just saying, we believe this and we did that. And in 1972, two brothers decided, you know, and it's, it's you want it to be interesting, but you just don't, you're going, I don't care because I'm. they're so eager to impress me. Uh, so the key so to the funny. formula is struggle, right? When you admit to somebody that you struggled with something, uh, they, they let their guard down and they feel close to you. They may have had a similar struggle or they may um, have not, but they feel like they can trust you because you're being transparent and you're being vulnerable, And, and, you know, that's the way to win over a stranger in any situation is to just be honest and vulnerable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can definitely attest to that. I mean, a lot of people know on the Smart Passive Income blog that I talk about a lot of the failures and a lot of the, you know, the dark side of what I do online. And um, people do appreciate that. I can't tell you how many people emailed me after episodes 104 and also 108 talking about a lot of the personal things that happened and the struggles that I've had starting my businesses, how many people were just so appreciative of Mm -hmm. that. And, um, you know, going through this identity struggle discovery uh, result, I mean, that's what my entire brand is all about, you know, being able to identify with all of you out there saying, you know, I'm just a guy and I have a family. I don't, I didn't go to business school or anything. I'm not a genius, but I just am somebody who takes action. I struggle all the time, struggled when I got laid off and I still struggle now and I'm creating new things and dealing with these new challenges in my business and discovering ways that I can improve and help uh, myself, which then I can share with you. And that's, and these are my results. I mean, that's where the income reports come from. That's where the niche site duel comes from. That's where all this stuff comes from. And then oftentimes there are call to actions to, whether it's a leave a comment or subscribe or, you know, perhaps check out this product that I'm recommending, which is, you know, helping me with, uh, with the income reports. But I mean, that's, This is this is beautiful. I think a lot of people should, I mean, especially corporate people, um, should should (laughs) should uh, get in on this. I mean, this is really really key. So one more time: identity, struggle, discovery, and then result, and then of course the call to action. I think that's huge. Now let's focus on the last part of 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 this session here on headlines, because you know to have to have this formula is great, but even before people come over to our sites, there's a shorter amount of text in a headline or some sort of um status update or whatever on on social media that has to capture people's attention too. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do we capture people's attentions with headlines? How can we best do this? Obviously there's you know I've I've shared a number of different formulas. What does Kevin Rogers say is the, the way we should approach headlines?
1: Yeah, good question. Uh it's a broad subject, but uh um, It is sorry. <laughs> My favorite way um, to study them, at least, and to swipe them, again, you know, having some sort of formula and just collecting great headlines. Anytime you are drawn in by something, you need to screen grab it or snap a picture of it with your iPhone, you know, what gets you in the checkout line at the grocery store? You know I'm a sucker for those. The the cashier always has to say, you know, sir, (laughs) because I'm just like I got three magazines open because you know, uh, (laughs) and 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 so when you know next time that happens, uh, like you know something in Cosmo makes you go, ooh, uh, I either have to buy this magazine or I need to quickly flip to this page and see what happened. Uh, Take you know take your iPhone and snap a photo of that headline, and then start to see how could I use this, especially on. Uh, you know, magazine blurbs make great subject line swipe for Mm -hmm. email. Uh, And um, also on, on look at, again, I I referenced, you know, HuffPost and uh, Upworthy and all these. Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed is a great one. Oh, you know, who has got great headlines is Prevention Magazine. Uh, Just Google Prevention Magazine covers and go to the images and you'll see pages and pages and pages of the best headline writing in the world. Um, They're they're amazing at it. They they use the best copywriters on the planet. There's another great book called, um, it's from the New York Post, called Headless Body and Topless Bar (laughs) is is the name of the book. And it's all their best headlines uh, from the New York Post over years and years. And I'm telling you, you just flip through this uh, book and start thinking about, all right, you know, what, what story that's in the news right now or what something that happened to me, something crazy my kid did, or something somebody did in traffic, Mm -hmm. you know, what story could I tell that I could put into a curiosity-driven, you know, quote-unquote, shocking, eyebrow-raising sort of headline, and then, you know, pay that off and get people into your real message? Man, if you just use a little bit of story— um and and then go into your message. A lot of people don't do that because they think, oh, everybody, nobody wants to sit in and, and read a story. Uh, trust me, everybody wants to sit and read a good yes. story, a well-written story. So don't shy away from that because all of a sudden you just become another person spewing information at somebody. There's, there's no connection there. So my long way to answer your question about headlines, I almost ducked out of it, but <laughs> the, <laughs> what I'm really trying to say is, the best way to write a headline is to have a headline to write about. Uh, so find a story, sit and think, you know, what what's happened to me recently or what did I read about or experience that I could summarize into two or a two or three paragraph, you know, lesson story. And how could I drill that down to a simple headline that would force me to to read to read it if i saw it
0: yeah that that's great and i'm sorry for putting on the spot there with a really difficult question and i'm not expecting you to say okay here's the magic formula but i think you said
1: there's a million of those out there you know and again you could google headline swipe files and, and get lots of good ones
0: right like i mean there's there are tips that do help like You know, using numbers, you know, top ten lists, and you know, all of those things work. But I mean, I think there is stuff deeper to that, and I think the story, the stories, do play uh, a huge role. And and, um, this reminded me of a post I read recently, actually published April twenty second on Buffer about the power of story. They had uh, they split tested two. I I think they were sales pages. Basic A B test. One did include a story, and the other one didn't. Even though there was a lot more words, the story one had a lot more readers, and the average time on site was improved by four minutes. Um, wow. And it was just kind of ridiculous how much stories just in, you know, mattered for this. Yeah. Um, I'm here also, I did what you said, look up Prevention Magazine and look up the uh, covers. I mean, they're, they're, they're great. Like, Is your diet aging you? five superfoods to the rescue.
1: How do you not read that? What How are those
0: you, si- what are those
1: five superfoods? Yeah, if you're if you're at all concerned about your aging, it's impossible not to read that. I'll tell you another great example of of the value of story. There's a thing called the Significant Objects project. Mm-hmm. And what people do is they go to garage sales and they find the cheapest item they can find that seems a little offbeat or interesting. So it might be a little um I don't know, Rubik's Cube keychain or something, right? Mm -hmm. And what they do is they uh, let writers uh, write stories about the items. So say you paid, you know, like uh, 20 cents for this Rubik's Cube keychain, and then you uh, attach a story to it that um, talked about, you know, you know the girl uh who you first fell in love with this was a gift you bought for her and um the day you went to go give it to her something happened whatever it is mm-hmm. you you know you you make up a, a story and give it a, a bunch of great meaning and meaning and you bring people back to the first time they encountered a rubik's cube and what it meant to them and um oh, that's cool. and when you uh, so what they found was, and it's, it's this whole project where they, and then they put these items on eBay, right. Uh, and, and the story, um, increases the value of what people are willing to pay for the item by sometimes up to, you know, four five, 600%. Uh, and it's just, you know, if you just put, you know, Rubik's cube keychain, people either want it or don't and move on. Mm-hmm. But when you say, you know, the, the rubik's cube keychain that broke my heart or something like that people are drawn in they start reading and now they start to feel an attachment to it and it has a whole new significant value so significantobjects.com yeah, um, i think is the is the site and it's a really they have tons and tons of them and it's great to read these stories and and they show you the numbers of how much it increased the value
0: No, that that that's i mean that reminds me i i watch a show called pawn stars yeah and uh people come in and try to you know sell their their items and it's like the ones that have the incredible story. you know that's it might be a thing that's related to a famous you know rock group for example but then there's this incredible story with pictures about how it was you know how the signature was uh, obtained and all that stuff it just totally increases the value on what they could sell that item for um antiques roadshow same thing you know you hear the stories behind these objects it really does add value
1: that's right. So, yeah. So, dig into your own closet <laughs> and say, you know, why, why is this interesting? Like me, I'm a copywriter and there's a lot of copywriters up there. But when I talk about it in this frame of being a stand up comic, suddenly there's a lot more context there mm-hmm. and people have a new reason to listen to me because, you know, I help them see comedy and copy in a whole new way through for a very particular filter. And so it's great to be able to go, hey, I'm going to watch stand-up comedy and also learn about how to market my business better. Yeah, I've <laughs> learned
0: a lot from watching stand-up comedy, actually. Yeah. Um, it's it's incredible. Now, to finish up here, uh, Kevin, um, a couple things. One, a point I just want to make, and then second, uh, the second thing will be a question just to finish up. The first point is in order to understand how your copywriting is working for you you got to make sure you're, you're tracking and even doing a b tests and stuff like that i mean y- you could spend as much time on copy as you want but there are potentially always ways to improve and to test different things and you have to be testing all the time i'm always testing something in my brain would you agree that testing and doing a b tests and all that stuff is is incredibly important when it comes to copywriting
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. And it couldn't be easier these days. There's just no no excuse anymore. Um, you know, things like um, lead pages and, and similar programs just make it dead simple to create two or three versions of the same thing, test with video, without video. I'm testing right now um, two-camera video versus slide-driven video, you know, all kinds of things, headlines, yeah, I mean, like you said, and, you know, when they I love the contest like which ad won, you mm-hmm. know. Um even veteran copywriters get this wrong all the time because we bring so much of our own uh personal experience and preference to to a to a to an ad or to a project um or or to a headline that we're very biased in how we judge it. So the only judgment that matters is if people are clicking and taking action on it so the only way to remove yourself completely from the from the scenario and be subjective is with a b testing
0: okay perfect thank you and then lastly what are some of the biggest mistakes people are making when it comes to either writing headlines or even uh, just any sort of sales copy
1: the biggest mistake in headlines by far is trying to close the deal and the headline. And again, it's understandable why people do it, because when you've put a lot of passion into what you've created, it's very hard to resist not giving all the benefits in one mouthful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But trust me, when you the less you say in the headline, just just say the right words, you know, seven or eight, 10 or less words will certainly do the trick. The headlines only job is to get the next line of copy read or to get your video clicked on and watched. Right. Um, so don't try to close the deal with the headline. I'd say that's the number one mistake.
0: Perfect. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. We've learned a ton. I love the formulas and the structures, and I also love your dog, Jesse. So um, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing all of that. Kevin, if people want to learn more about you and get more information from you, where should they go?
1: Yeah, two places. They could go to uh, 60secondsaleshook.com to get their free download of the book and learn the formula. And also, copy-chief.com is a great place to learn more about me. Perfect.
0: Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk soon.
1: Thanks, Betty. All right,
0: bye. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Kevin Rogers. Again, you can find him and get your free gift at 60 saleshook.com. You can also check him out at copy-chief.com. If you'd like any of the links or the resources mentioned in this episode conveniently in one spot, just head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash session. 116 for the show notes. And as a quick reminder, if you'd like to conveniently consume this podcast, my other podcast Ask Pat and the blog content from Smart Passive Income all in one spot, head on over to smartpassiveincome.com/app and you could download the iOS application right now to get a great way to conveniently take in all that content in just one spot. And of course, an Android version is actually on the way. Actually, we're just talking to the developers right now. So uh, don't worry, it's all coming. So again, that's smartpassiveincome.com app. I would also love to thank today's sponsor, which is 99designs.com, a company I've used many times in the past for great, amazing, quick design If you're dreaming about the perfect logo or website design but you don't know how to get started or maybe you're worried about a budget or you're worried about trying to find the right designer, 99designs can help you. It's the world's largest graphic design marketplace, making it easy for you to get a design that you love. So here's how it works. You go to the website, you tell them about the design that you need, and you pick a price that works for you. And that's when the fun really begins. It's actually really exciting because designers from around the globe will submit awesome designs for you. And uh, you'll give them feedback. And within a week, you'll pick your favorite and be the proud owner of a gorgeous new design or logo or t-shirt design or whatever the case may be. Again, like I said, I've used it many times in the past. And uh, with thousands of designers at your fingertips, there's no limit to what you can get designed. So if you'd like to try it out today and get great design for your website or anything that you need done actually, head on over to 99designs.com slash SPI and you'll get a $99 power pack of services free. Don't wait. Again, that's 99designs.com slash SPI, and you'll get that free power pack of services. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of you for taking time to listen to the show. And again, if you have any questions, head on over to Ask Pat, and uh, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. I appreciate them so much. And one more time, you could download that app that I was talking about at smartpassiveincome.com slash app. It's 100% free. Thanks again. Take care and remember this. A smooth sea never made a skillful sailor. Cheers.
1: Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.